0: Hey y'all, welcome back to a, another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. Thanks for checking out today's edition of the podcast on today's show. As you can see, it's, man, it's the last forget the lines with Mr. Evan Swords of the NFL season because the NFL is over. The, the Rams won the Super Bowl. It's done. So we hit on everything from uh, this Los Angeles Rams victory over the Cincinnati Bengals and all that, I mean, that's just a deep dive in our, our watching and our, uh, our, our takeaways, and Joe Burrow and Stafford and uh, young head coaches, McVeigh's feature, all that, um, and more on this special uh, last edition of uh, Forget the Lines for this season as football goes away for a while uh, with Mr. Evan Swords and myself. Uh, Don't forget, you can actually watch this podcast now. Yeah, every episode on YouTube. So go to YouTube.com, type in the Chase Thomas podcast, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, Speaking of that, if you like today's edition or you are a frequent listener of this very podcast, please do make sure you take a second right now and uh, leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever get your podcast Go ahead and subscribe to the Sports Renaissance Man. That's me, Sports Renaissance And as always, you can email the show at Chase Thomas Podcast at Gmail.com and uh, visit the website. I access to all of my previous episodes, all the links that you need, Chase Thomas uh, All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, <laughs> my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. Welcome back to the chasers podcast where i don't know why i'm doing that right now i guess it's just because i'm excited to talk about the super bowl that happened last night it's mr evan swords our last our last podcast about actual games it's happening now evan like how are you feeling about uh the super bowl? now concluding a team in your division winning the super bowl a team that you felt like you had an edge over and kyle shanahan kind of owned as of late the rams get a ring they're getting back post jared goff um but man i know i'm throwing a lot at you out of the gate but whew, we're we're back and i i don't know man i it's a weird feeling because these seasons fly by and we've been doing this together for a couple of years now and it, it's hard to believe that this is our last recap show uh, of the year for what? Nine months, six months, yeah. seven months. I don't know. How, how does time work?
1: Yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, it, it, the season went by very fast and it's like the one thing you always hope doesn't happen. Cause it, it, you know, I, I feel like last off season was probably the longest mentally I've ever had with football ever. So, Never happy to see football end. Um, But, you know, I think this is a crazy, crazy season. You know, another NFC Championship or NFC West uh, Super Bowl championship for a team that is not the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, This is starting to become a very popular thing, right? Mm. Uh, Let's go back to 2012, right? 49ers lose to the Giants in the NFC Championship. Giants win the Super Bowl. Uh, 2013, uh, Niners lose to the Ravens. Ravens win the Super Bowl. 2014, Niners lose to the uh, Seahawks in the NFC Championship. Seahawks go on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, 2019, Niners lose to the Chiefs. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. And uh, now this year, the Niners lose to the Rams in the NFC Championship, and they go on to win the Super Bowl. So, very big, uh, always... Always a groom or always a bridesmaid, never the bride vibes for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what I think? We are the good luck chuck of the NFL, right? All you gotta do is play us and then you're gonna win the Super Bowl, right? So Mm -hmm. I will say this I have watched the Seahawks win a Super Bowl and it was one of the most devastating (laughs) sadnesses of my adult life. Uh, I have watched the Chiefs win the Super Bowl against the 49ers, the Ravens, and all these things. Um, This wasn't that feeling. I didn't really have the same animosity against the Rams that I did, you know, other times. Uh, There's so many players on the Rams team that, you know, starting with Andrew Whitworth, right? Just a consummate pro, obviously going to retire, you know, him winning a Super Bowl. Very okay with that. That man deserves it. He is like the Joe Staley of the Rams, right? Definitely deserved to win a Super Bowl. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Could not be happier that he is a uh, Super Bowl winning player, uh, especially after tearing his ACL again, the same ACL. It's just absolutely terrible and brutal. He does not deserve that. He had a great, great year. Um, I'm really okay with that. Very happy that he won a Super Bowl. Matt Stafford, to be in Lions purgatory for as long as he has been, to come in and immediately in your first year away from the the Lions, you win a Super Bowl. Matt Stafford has been as many MVPs and as many Super Bowls now as uh, Aaron Rodgers.
0: It's amazing how many – guys should just retire like it's it's funny because a lot of the talk is like can the Bengals get back and joe uh joe burrow said after the game this will fuel us all that um he refused medical attention after that gruesome hit on his ankle i think is where he fell um on that sack because he just got uh the story uh throughout the playoffs was how does burrow keep dealing with this horrible offensive line. He keeps surviving and he almost did it. And I was texting um, the family about it and everything else. Like in the third quarter and fourth, I was like, oh, it's over. Like the, they're just going to ride this out because the Rams were, there was a lot of coaching malpractice on the Rams front in the second half. And just honestly, the game as a whole where I'm going to pull this up just so I don't get this incorrect. Yeah. They had 23 carries for 43 yards, average 1.9 yards per attempt. Cam Akers, 13 carries, 21 yards. Uh, Darrell Henderson Jr. Four for seven. Sonny Michelle even got two carries in there for two yards where he got stuffed. Um, but they were consistent. They were just adamant that like we're going to run the football and we're going to try. And it just never worked. And I was like once Odell went out too, it was like there is so much on Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup's shoulders now. It's just the last of the Mohicans out there. And I Burrow wasn't going to make a mistake. And that was something that you could just that's one of the best things about Joe Burrow is that you know he's not going to put you in a position. If you have the lead and you need him to sit on it, guess what? Joe Burrow is not going to do anything dumb. Joe Burrow is not going to throw the game away. He's not going to do a Jimmy Garoppolo pick to get them back hey, in the game. Could
1: we? could we chill? <laughs> Literally 24 hours from them winning could
0: we just chill? That's, That's fair. That was He didn't deserve that stray. He did not deserve that stray. Um, but I will say, too, something I was thinking about was just that, like, The Atlanta sports guys—we've been talking about Matt Ryan on the on the Saturday show, and one of the things that I've been pushing is that, like, I just think because Matt and, uh, or I guess the two Mats are close—they're close Um, friends—that Matt Ryan, yeah, Matt and uh, the Staffords and the Ryans are are good friends, and um, my vibe was just that, like, okay if you're Matt Ryan and you're looking at this and it's like, you've been loyal and it's kind of like the Detroit thing. We're not the Detroit lions. Like it, it the Atlanta Falcons are not the Detroit lions, no. but it's, it still hasn't been great. They're,
1: they're um, the Detroit lions of good football teams.
0: <laughs> I guess uh, take what you can there. But I, uh, I, I just was thinking about it. I'm like, if you're Matt, why would you not want to do what matt stafford just did like if you're ryan like you look at it and you're like oh a team just went all in they traded everything like the rams aren't picking until like day three <laughs> next year and it won them a super bowl so who cares like it worked and it was a different strategy less need put it all out there he did everything he could he traded for bond mill the middle season obj he did all of this um he, he did a lot of stuff for Matt Stafford and for this Rams team to get a ring in their new stadium and all that but Matt Ryan it's like are you really good with this you, you just went you just watched your friend pull this off like are you this is what I wonder if the Falcons are gonna follow this route of just like calling the Broncos like if you can't get Russell Wilson um, or Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers he stays in Green Bay then like suddenly he's a really interesting commodity like if your team, um, that thinks you can contend and win now. Like, even I mean, they won't trade him in the division because, like, Tampa would actually make a lot of sense for him. But the Falcons won't do that; they're not trading him in the division. But um, there are teams around the league, like Pittsburgh, whoever. That if you make a trade for Matt Ryan, there's a lot of rosters right now that can do that, and we're seeing that. Um, I I enjoyed the fact that this is another. It's one of the cool things about the NFL is that there's not one right way to build a championship contender. You can do different things. The Bengals did a very different way than the Rams did. And that's cool. It's cool that teams are building different way. Your team is building a contender year over year in a very different way.
1: I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to speak some of these mm-hmm. directly to something you're saying. I don't think it'll happen. Obviously, I mm-hmm. don't even know that Matt Ryan's tradable per se. But as a Falcons fan, would you take, obviously not this year, obviously mm-hmm. not next year, um, but if the Niners found some type of trade package for Matt Ryan, maybe like a high-end player, like let's say uh, Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle, and a second-round pick or something for Matt Ryan, would you do that?
0: That's it? Oh no, we need more than that. We're gonna need some more draft capital so, for that.
1: But so, but, but that's we're gonna I'm need some though, more like. draft capital. Do you though? Because what Stafford got? What two two first-round picks?
0: Yeah, I mean, and Matt Ryan, pretty good. Yeah, i george, mean yeah but
1: george kittle's two first round picks period okay well but okay, so I obviously i mean i know, would the, the, it, it doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. the 49ers don't have a draft pick but isn't that kind of an interesting thought process because i'll tell you right now trey lance or not there's a lot of uh tom brady to the 49ers rumors
0: mm-hmm.
1: like actual rumors not like just fan chatter uh and so I, yeah, that'd be something. I am curious to think about where Matt Ryan could potentially go or what, you know, that's kind of what's crazy, right? You have mm. the Broncos, you have, I guess, not the Raiders anymore, but the, mm-hmm. the
0: Steelers that are the kind Vikings of maybe right now. Yeah, I think there are a lot of teams around the league that he would actually make a lot of sense for. And um, we'll see. What do you think uh, Russell Wilson and Roger Goodell were talking about in the box?
1: You know, honestly, like Russell Wilson is such a boring person that I doubt <laughs> that he would actually be talking about like, "Hey, I need to go to this team or that."
0: You don't think I'm any th- of that came up? I mean, like, why would it?
1: To be honest with you, like, what does he need to say?
0: Yeah, right? I just wonder um, if Roger was asking him, like, "How are you feeling? How, how's everything going? And in- uh, how's Pete? Yeah, <laughs> how's how's well, everything he, in Seattle?" I wonder what you're talking say, about. Right? He mm-hmm. did say specifically, like. Oh,
1: you know, he did the, the whole, like, professional line, like, I want to be in Seattle for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you don't. No one wants to be in Seattle. The only reason Oof. people are going to Seattle right now is just because of high-paying tech jobs from Amazon. And you're going to make that money anywhere. So, like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Now, I think, I think Wilson absolutely wants out. And I think Rogers wants out. Uh, and I think all these quarterbacks probably want out, especially like you said, after watching what Matt Stafford just did. The question though, isn't if they want to leave, is that are the teams going to give up?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, are they going to, are they willing to, to just say, nah, like the lions, right? The lions were like, we we, we can't pretend that we're going to make
0: mm-hmm.
1: any moves anymore with Matt Stafford. Like they admitted to themselves, like, we're not going to win right now. We need to get rid of him. Rodgers was, you know, a couple games away from the Super Bowl, right? Matt Ryan not as much. I think the Falcons are more likely.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I I really don't know, but I um I'm curious to see what happens. It, it makes the offseason a little bit more tantalizing uh, for Atlanta. It makes it a little bit more interesting. But um what was your what was your weekend like, Evan? Like how did you what was your Super Bowl watching strategy what did you do what did you get into were you uh cracking open some new white cloth flavors what uh what was happening for mr swords this weekend
1: yeah you know ironically enough the new white cloth flavors i went to multiple locations and couldn't find
0: them oh so is
1: that to a find. good thing or a bad thing it's a good thing but it's annoying okay. right probably mm-hmm. super rare right now probably hard to find even in the mm-hmm. other area uh, i gotta say this was like the least stakes i've ever had in a super bowl Ever. Mm-hmm. I was going to be completely fine with the Rams or the Bengals watching. I had no real like agenda here. So I was just like, Hey, let's get some buddies together. We all watched it at my friend Blake's house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Made a lot of food, drank a lot. What'd you eat? Oh gosh. We got pizza. My buddy baked cookies. Uh, they did a uh, homemade guacamole, which was incredible. They had uh, um, dumplings like vegetable dumplings okay. made um i don't think i've ever had that a lot of stuff a lot of different Mm -hmm. food i mean my the vegetable dumplings were made from my buddy's vietnamese Mm -hmm. um some more of a traditional dish there there's a lot of fun a lot of good stuff and then lots of white claw i bought (laughs) a bunch of champagne and and orange juice for mimosas oh okay we we were we had some fun
0: did you fall asleep this sounds like something that would knock me out pretty pretty early on and then i
1: came. I i did you know i came home probably what like Mm. An hour after the game ended. Yeah. And I went to bed, which, you know, for me, three hours behind is not nearly like what it would have been yeah. like for you. I think, you know, when the game ended for you, it was like, what, like 1130 at night?
0: No. Mm, no. It was around 10. 10. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was 10-ish, I think. Uh, what about you? Which is, How'd
1: you watch the game? Uh,
0: so, the the Sports Renaissance woman's dad came over, uh, so... There was a lot more that i could tell you about that so there was a reason behind it it was all good uh it was all good but um we had a fun chat uh beforehand and yeah it was um
1: fun chat beforehand huh
0: mm-hmm. how'd it go Did it, it was good well? it went well lots of green lights lots of green lights we can say that yeah uh, we can say there were a lot of very happy very happy to hear that yeah. Uh it was it was it was quite nice. It was quite nice. Um and then we watched the game. We got uh our own pizzas together and we killed it. Like we do the we I I devoured an entire pizza last night. And I'm not usually someone who devours. Like I'm a I I'm not a big like let's just pour 2000 calories into my esophagus person. Coward. However, this time i was i don't know i was hungry man i was hungry last night and then this weekend uh, i went to the smokies that was great i love love the smokies and being out in nature um the antithesis of the evan swords experience but um
1: it was great your your, your stories on instagram mm-hmm. incredible as yeah. a guy who has no interest in being outside 99 percent <laughs> of the time um you know unless it's like take my shirt off yeah like it genuinely looked like very cool
0: the smokies man the views are just i mean it's the most populated uh national park in the country more people go there every year than any other park and it's just it's wild but you're out there like there's no service for miles like if you get lost in the smokies you're in some trouble sir like you are you are in some trouble but we stumbled upon a uh a bison farm and this is something that i learned just by reading the the farm stuff was that like we all call them buffaloes but generally speaking if you see uh anything that resembles a buffalo in north america it's it's a bison we're just calling it a buffalo um there's the water buffaloes that are i think in africa and then or i have it mixed but there's two different types one's more common in asia and one's pretty common in africa but there's really none that you're you're stumbling upon in north america they're all big
1: we're a big bison country
0: then yes we're a big bison country and let me tell you like i literally i wasn't driving uh into the smokies because it was a surprise she was taking me on a different uh type of journey for uh for our val or for her hourly valentine's gift for me um so i couldn't know where we were going so she was driving And, uh, I, I was like, Oh, pull over. We got to, that's clearly a bunch of buffaloes and I need to go get close to some buffaloes. Didn't know that that was on my Saturday docket, but that is something that you got to do. And then the falls were great. And just for me, Evan, I don't know. Like I am a, I'm an extremely anxious person naturally, like just to be, uh, in the interest of full disclosure about just who I am is just like, that's always something that I've struggled with is just anxiety and, uh, being in the woods, man. It's just so nice. Like you clear your head. It is so quiet and it's so peaceful and it's so fulfilling to 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 get through it. And we did three and a half miles each way. So it was a good seven mile hike. Um, it was good workout. Was great. And then I went to Tennessee Vanderbilt basketball game. With my dad had a had a fun, had a fun little Saturday. A fun little weekend. I don't know, man. Uh, Counter blessings is basically where I'm at and look did I want the Rams to win the Super Bowl last night no I didn't I wanted Joey B to get his ring but I'm not I'm not I'm not sweating it it's not that big of a deal
1: you know we've talked about it at that mm-hmm. but the Bengals are in a very good situation they've mm-hmm. got lots of cap space lots of rookie contracts and probably one of the most exciting quarterbacks on the NFL right when they talked mm-hmm. about uh, DJ Reader And they asked him, you know, like, what could have possibly made you want to go to a two-win football team? He just looked and he goes, Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know, and I think it does – it's sad that Joe couldn't have had a a magical ending to his season. That man's going to be back. I know who I think is going to be competing for the Super Bowl in the Mm -hmm. NFC for the next couple of years if Trey Lance pans out the way I Mm -hmm. think he's going to. I have absolutely no – no curiosity whatsoever as far as the AFC. It's the Bengals.
0: Hmm. I I don't know. We'll see. I think they have a lot of work to do this off season. That's, They've got it.
1: I am. Let me just say this. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to say it. I'm wondering. I am implying and expecting that they are going to very much so. They're going to get all the fills of the needs that they mm-hmm. have, like on the offensive line and stuff, from players that want to be. With Joe Burrow, want to mm-hmm. win, all, you know, want to win a Super Bowl, and they know that they're just a few pieces away.
0: For sure, I think the defensive lines probably pretty much, like you said, with Reeder and Hendrickson, guys like that. They probably need to upgrade the linebacker spot a little bit. Um, Logan Wilson had a really rough third down, third and goal pass interference call that really gave the Rams life as they continued to pick on Eli Apple until. Eli kept Eli. It's amazing to see how everybody else feels about Eli Apple. Like Michael Thomas tweeted about him and the burnt toe stuff. And it seems like it's a running joke in NFL circles, um, that just something about Eli Apple just rubs so many folks the wrong way. Um, even Sean Payton joked about Eli Apple in his retirement, um, when he was wishing uh, former saints. Right. Well, like it, it's very interesting, but, um, I don't know. I think they got to invest in the offensive line. the the this the wideouts are good. You got Mixon, but the knee stuff is real with Joe. Like this cannot continue. The how many sacks did he end up in the in this game? Seven, I want to say seven, eight. Something yeah, like that. it was not good. And you have Jonah Williams. You invested a first round pick there, but the inside, like you need to draft a guard. You need to sign some guards. Like the whole offseason basically just needs to be corners and lineman that's it like you need more you need more corners Like you can't go into next year with the current situation like jesse bates is great um he had a great pick in this one um t higgins is a monster Is jesse
1: bates a free agent
0: it's a good question i mean if he is then you you better franchise him or keep him around because he's too good um but i mean i saw someone toss around like laramie Tunsil for a first and i was like huh okay
1: not a bad idea
0: I wouldn't do. I I wouldn't hate that. Um, That shores up the. If you put him at right tackle and you still have Jonah Williams left, I think that works. Um, But you still got to address the interior. Armstead's
1: a free agent.
0: That would be. I mean, it's just the thing with him that scares me is he's injury prone. Man, that dude has missed a lot of games. And when he plays, he's great. He's an elite tackle. But I don't know. I would be concerned about the injury stuff because you need. I, I would actually take like a a B plus lineman over an A minus. Line minute tackle for Joe Burrow if you got you knew you were going to get more games like you knew you were going to get more games I would rather that just because of how bad this offensive line is that I would take a B plus sure thing than a well let's just hope he can make it through uh 17 games right. 19 games whatever so I am so fascinated to see what they do because um, they have an opportunity here with Joe Burrow we like you said people want to play with Joe Burrow Jamar Chase is still going to be a superstar. T. Higgins is still going to be a superstar. Uh, they're not going anywhere. The Rams are probably, that's it. Like they got their ring. They're all riding off into the sunset. I mean, who knows? If we they're see OBJ. Losing, Yeah, everybody.
1: I mean, OBJ is obviously just towards ACL. Yeah. He's out. Uh they're losing obviously the right tackle and Whitford. Um wait, we're, who else do they what am I missing? I mean, Mont Miller's a free agent.
0: Aaron Donald might retire.
1: I don't think Aaron Donald Donald's going to retire. And I don't think. Okay. Let, me, let me just say this since we're on a podcast that's mm-hmm. being recorded. Aaron Donald and Sean McVay are going nowhere.
0: They're going. I think nowhere. Sean McVay is done soon. I think it. I would not be surprised if it's next year. I, after next year, he's going to defend the title. Of, he's one of the youngest coaches in the NFL. So did you read his comments though? the interview? Stuff? Yeah, he said. He just said,
1: hey, I want to be a good dad.
0: Yeah. And his dad did like. So his dad, I think it was either his dad or his grandfather. I think it was his dad who didn't do the coaching thing because he saw what happened with his grandfather so his dad where he was never around and i think i mean i'm telling you kids see that and i think mcveigh has that in the back of his mind where you cannot have one without the other i mean it's worse for college coaches like they have no time can you imagine just recruiting all the time all the freaking time like you just don't i get it you miss everything there's no way around that sean mcveigh
1: literally came up with mike and kyle shanahan Mm -hmm. And whereas I think Kyle's kind of a, uh, uh, I can't say these words on this syndicated (laughs) podcast, uh, a D bag, uh, at times, but like, he, you know, obviously Kyle grew up great and he was surrounded by this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, and I think that's a really good example that Sean has very close to him. Mm -hmm. That said, Sean McVay's like, what? 38? Thirty six,
0: thirty seven. I was gonna say he might be thirty six. Let me see. He
1: might be younger because I think Mc, Shanahan's... uh
0: Yeah, Sean McVay's thirty six.
1: Right, like the dude is thirty six years old. Like he's got all the time in the world. I mean, he can go another five, six years before actually like getting into the age of like you know his kids' lives, where it's like really wants to dive in or whatever. You know, I won't speak to being a parent. I'm not a parent, but I'm just saying like he's. I just don't think he's going anywhere. I do think I can, I can consequently say that I absolutely believe he's very serious about his statement, right? He wants to be around his kids. That said, I just don't think that's going to happen yet.
0: Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, But the fact that he threw that out there tells me that this has been on his mind for a long time. Like you don't just voluntarily throw that out there. Super Bowl week, unless that is something that has been weighing on you for a long time. And I mean, you just saw Sean Payton, walk away and i, Sean Payton I don't
1: know. also won a super bowl like 10 years ago yeah and then rode that out for a long time like i don't you know i think i think Peyton's a great example right mm. like he won his super bowl early he was you know a young coach early on and then he proceeded to play you know coach what eight ten more years i think we could see that from mcveigh
0: Because i could see him transitioning i could see him becoming a gm where he could go yeah i could see yeah i could see uh his dad i'm pretty sure
1: no because his grandfather was a 49ers gm
0: yeah but i think they both wasn't his dad too am i misremembering this hold on who is his dad now Tim mcveigh i gotta pull this up there's a lot of mcveighs uh two-time captain at that uh, I'm not gonna find this in time. Where did he do Sean McVeigh's grandfather helped build the 49ers? Honesty is yeah discussed, and then yeah. Tim McVeigh is the father of young okay. I'm not gonna find this what he did, but um, either way, what I guess the broader point here is that like you remember Brad Stevens when he walked away and he transitioned to the GM role in Boston this past year. I, I think we're seeing this more. I think the job. Is becoming more exhausting for coaches. I think there's a lot more demanded of coaches nowadays than before. I don't think the job is as fun. I mean, so I talked to.
1: Let's do we have mm-hmm. one football example of what? What you're saying? Do we have any like even one example of if, if someone retiring early? Because I don't think you know Peyton uh-huh. didn't retire
0: early. No, he didn't. But I'm saying, like, I think this might be something that's coming. Is guys get their ring and then they get out of there? There's something. I mean, it's kind of like what we saw with college coaches, where Chip Kelly didn't want to recruit anymore. Uh, Urban Meyer looked at the NFL and was just like, "It's just better. <laughs> it's more conducive." I mean, obviously, it did not work well, out obviously, for him.
1: The NFL is always the goal for every
0: coach. It's not the goal for every coach, but it is the goal for a lot of them, I guess. Um, I mean,
1: it is a, the. So let me say this: Urban Meyer. Um, Chip Kelly's a good example Harbaugh These are guys who Wanted to get to the NFL and then Failed miserably and then went back To being a very good college coach But I think mm. you know, the NFL is the goal
0: I don't know. I think it's hard to speak for every single like Kyle Whittingham has never had any interest in leaving the University of Utah to go coach uh, the Niners. I don't know. I think it just depends on the on the on the guy and what they're what they want. Um, But I my broader point is just that, like when you talk to coaches and you just I think there's just a lot more the social media aspect, what you're expected to be as a coach. Now, you just have a lot more roles. You have to wear a lot more hats. It's a lot more demanding. Um, then I think it used to be, I think there's a worse work life balance when you read the quotes and you read how coaches talk about it. I think the work life balance has gotten worse and I don't know. I think burnout is just, I think our generation and it's funny cause McVay is not that older than you and I is that we're prioritizing mental health a lot more. We're prioritizing, um, feelings of burnout. And I think a lot of guys think about this stuff and they're, I think they have a different perspective on it. And I think McVeigh understands like how much it takes to put together a Super Bowl winning team and everything that you have to be to win a Super Bowl and everything that goes into it and all the hours and hours and hours. And I don't know, I think it's, it's a lot. I, I can, I can only imagine how exhausted Kyle and Arthur Smith and, all these guys are from just working 18 hour days and then dealing with everything they have to deal with. I mean, it's just, it's a tough gig and I'm not like throwing a pity party here. They make no, a lot of this, money.
1: This is a lot of words for something that has essentially no discernible evidence though. Mm-hmm. There's literally like, like everything you just said, like there's really nothing you can point to as evidence that that's the case. Like, yes, we you know, I'm sure the job is hard. The job's always been hard, long hours. The NFL head coach has always been like, I, I'm not I'm not saying it's not possible, but like I don't think there's any discernible evidence right now to state that we have some wave of coaches leaving early coming. You, I mean, you could be a gut feeling, but I don't think yeah. there's any like actual physical or, you know, factual evidence to, to, to back that up. Right. No.
0: And I guess it's more of like, there's just some guys where like Andrew Luck was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I just, right. my body is like, I just, I've had a lot to... of injuries
1: and was also a very like mentally astute individual. Like, well, I guy McVeigh likes... is too. No, nah, McVeigh and... is McVeigh and Luck are not the same. McVeigh... McVeigh is a jock who lives and breathes football and, and Luck is an absolute
0: nerd, a very I don't intelligent. Know, a smart dude, man.
1: No, no, no. I'm... But you he went you to Marist like, back here you're...
0: in, uh, in Georgia.
1: McVeigh lives and breathes football. Mm
0: -hmm. Andrew Luck did
1: not live and breathe football. He was a guy that that mentally did not probably even care about football, but physically was one of the most gifted athletes of all time when it comes to the quarterback position, right? Those are very different things. Like you saw how Andrew Luck looked when he came to the college, you know, champion. I mean, like he was very much so like uh, he looked like a regular dude. McVeigh is not going to have that life, right? That's a guy that lives and breathes football there's no like there's no well, i think he also knows that you kind of dragons have waiting for him when he <laughs> retires
0: what do you think andrew luck does how do you think he's
1: literally he like loves video games and computer games he loves like he like i mean yeah he that's him
0: we need right? to get he's him like, as like a future podcast contributor we need andrew luck what are you doing man like come on the pod he's stop like ducking us. yeah mm-hmm. he's he just literally disappeared. tim duncan
1: mm-hmm. tim duncan was playing world of warcraft during the championship runs yeah like that's just like they tim duncan is is like andrew luck without the injuries like that's someone that was like i don't want to do this but i'll just Mm -hmm. keep doing it because i'm in a good situation like i I miss those fits he had some legendary fits tom McVay is not doing that i don't think i like i think the best you can expect is like we could argue that sean payton had a very early exit for a coach of his skill level Mm-hmm. It's, he he didn't leave early by any means, but it was could early. When, and, could you? <laughs> sorry, shut your mouth. Uh, he didn't leave early though. Like, but it was early—an early career, early exit to a career that probably could have gone a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we could expect maybe more of that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like like when we come back to Sean McVay is not going anywhere. I'll bet you he's going to be in the NFL for another ten years.
0: Oh wow! I
1: don't, <sighs> bro. He's thirty six.
0: I think he I'm could 30, leave and I'm I think he could leave and come back. I don't back. Even know what I'm doing with my life. No, what I'm saying is I think he could you're also ruling out another possibility, which is something that Sean Payton can do too, which is I think guys could leave and come back. I think they could get burnout, take some years off, work in TV, do the Stan Van Gundy thing and uh, I mean Jeff Van Gundy's been interviewing forever, Mark Jackson, like guys who leave. Um, Gruden was obviously doing it forever. Um Guys, I I don't know. Maybe you're right where it's just that like guys are saying it. I think they, maybe they theorize and it's like the grass is greener. They have this idea of like, if they weren't doing this, they would be able to do this, but maybe Sean McVay can't do it. Like he would miss it so much. He's like, yeah, I have these feelings, but maybe I really, it's not realistic. Like I, I need to do this. I was put on this earth to be an elite football coach, which is what he is. And maybe it's like, I can't reinvent myself almost 40. I'm not going to go do something else or TV's not going to fulfill me. And I don't know. That's why like human beings are complicated. And I think this job is complicated. And I think maybe more than them just walking away, maybe they're just being more open about what they're feeling and more open about the challenges of this job and like how that affects them and what they think about. Like, I, I don't know. And I just, I basically like, I talk to a lot of high school football coaches Talked to us in college once and just, I don't know. It just seems like it is a growing, it's a increasingly more complicated, frustrating profession. And I, I'm just curious. I, I don't know. It, it's clearly a young man's game, but what if the new norm is like guys doing everything they can to get that ring so that they can walk away and be like, I got the ring and I don't have to do this anymore.
1: I am curious, the one thing that, that, about what you've talked about that really piques my interest the most is we're seeing a very larger presence of really young head coaches, mm-hmm. right? And you look at the Andy Reeds, uh, the Mike Tomlins, uh, you, you look at um, all of these head coaches, really, even Bill Belichick. Like, these are guys that did it for so long to get to the success that they had, Right. I do think that Sean McVay is going to be a very good case study, right? What happens when you already come in early, mm-hmm. right? He was, he came in at like what? 33, I think 32, 32, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what happens to a head coach who comes in very early as all of these new coaches are, and then mm-hmm. wins, right? That is the case study I'll be, I'll be interested in about. Like, like I said, I think McVay has got another 10 years but mm-hmm. like how, what is the shelf life? For a young head coach that has high success early, wins mm-hmm. a Super Bowl, right? Because like Andy Reed, that man was not, that man would die a coach before <laughs> he gave up on winning a Super Bowl because of how long he tried and how big those, you know, those disappointments were with like uh, you know, Donovan McNabb and stuff like that. I think, you know, I you can understand why Andy Reed is still coaching. Same with Pete Carroll, right? But yeah, to your point, does Sean McVeigh need to do that?
0: I don't think he has the mindset. I don't think he wants to do this for 40 years. Like Pete Carroll's almost 40 years older than him. But that's the thing though. Sean McVay is not coaching in this league. Yeah. And that's what we're saying. It's like years. Yeah. Guys are getting these jobs earlier. Like you're looking around the league. Like what, what is Kevin O'Connell who just got the Vikings job? So you got him, you got Mike McDaniel, your guy, you have Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. You have Brian dabble in New York. You have, what is Josh McDaniels? And, uh, Vegas he's still pretty young I mean obviously you have Kyle um Zach Taylor super young um Brandon Staley super young like you just go up and down the list like we're saying it's just it's an increasingly young man's game uh coaching and connecting with guys and I just I don't see these guys coaching in the NFL for 40 years that's not they're not going to be a head coach for that long so I think they just dip and um I don't know By the way we're Mm -hmm.
1: Speaking of young guys, you mentioned Mike McDaniel. Did you see Mm -hmm. that photo of Mike McDaniel? Um, I want to actually, I'm going to send this to you right now. Mm -hmm. Did you see the photo of him when he was on like the Broncos? I just put it in the private chat.
0: Yeah. uh, No, I did not. Oh my goodness. He was
1: being interviewed when he was on the Broncos and he looks like logic. He's got two silver hoop earrings with a shaved head. And you know he he was like an offensive assistant or something like that, and yeah. uh, he literally looks like a uh, yeah he looks like he could be Eminem.
0: This is a wild picture. That he's a lot Tanner. Well, you know okay.
1: Denver, right? It's just calm. Yeah.
0: Um, Interesting. The hoop earrings is a strong choice. Do you ever have earrings?
1: Yeah, I did have earrings for a long time, but I always did the the fake diamonds. Cheap okay. Zirconia. And I had an eyebrow piercing too. Did you really? For a long time, yeah.
0: Right or left. Okay. Left.
1: And hmm. I to this day contend that it was a really good look for me. It didn't it didn't look too absurd. It didn't look punk rock or anything. It was very clean.
0: Yeah. Are you done with the tattoos or are you gonna get more?
1: Oh, I'm gonna I'm getting one next month. Are you really? Yeah. So I mean, Where are you getting it at? No surprise. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really I think I wanna get it on my arm, but I'm gonna be getting you can't see it right now, but in yeah. the background right here mm-hmm. is Titus's little, that's his uh, ashes. Mm-hmm. And then right here, oh, look at this, this is so funny. <laughs> right here is a clay uh, paw print that they did. Mm-hmm. And so I want to get the paw print tattooed. I think mm-hmm. either on my other thigh in the same position or maybe I think on the arm. Yeah. You know, like forearm and have it just kind of like be like a, you know, the paw print itself would maybe embedded behind it like a like a plaque of some sort or some kind of like background of like flowers or something like that little infinity logo.
0: Do you think you're going to get another dog?
1: Oh yeah. I would, I would probably do it right now if I, if I wasn't so busy and traveling as much as I am, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I I hope to have a new dog in the next six months. It's been a long time. So the reason why I'm getting that tattoo next month, Mm -hmm. um, it'll be the two year anniversary on the day that I get the tattoo. Okay. Since he passed. So yeah, I think it's two years is a good amount of time to, to grieve. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not randomly crying in the middle of the day anymore. So I think I mean, I'm probably ready.
0: <laughs> I, it, I, my uncle Darren has a great line about them is that dogs are guaranteed heartache, heartbreak and guaranteed, guaranteed. like there's just no way around it. And you I, know what you're signing up for. Yeah.
1: I'll never forget like the last five years that I had my dog where I was like, mm-hmm. um, I was just like, wow, what a great life I had. Like what Mm -hmm. a great life that I had with this dog. Like whatever happens, I'll be fine because I just genuinely had the best dog in the world. I had the best dog. Everyone loved him. We did so much together. Like how can I complain? Right. How Mm. can I ever complain about this perfect life that we had? And then he passed away and I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I am the, I am a broken human being. I mm. was like just forever. So yeah, it, it is funny how that works
0: out. And it's, it's real man. And with Khaleesi, the dog, I mean, that's, that was the sports Renaissance woman. And I, I've told her multiple times. I'm like, I both love and hate that you've got me emotionally invested okay. in another dog. Like this is, this is not okay. Um, it's okay for right now because she's my, she's my, best friend around the house every day. And I talk to Cleese more than I talk to anybody else in my life. When you work from home and you're in the home by yourself, it's you and the dog, man. And yeah. I walk around just, I bounce podcast ideas off this dog. I just, <laughs> I think about what I'm going to do and I just, it's amazing. Um, the conversation. So yeah, one day that hopefully long, 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 long way from now. But yeah, I was like, you've got me emotionally invested. So thank you. For that, um in terms of the actual game, though, Evan, like, what did um, what what stood out most to you? Was there anything that surprised you about how the game went on either side? Um, what uh, what what was your main takeaway? Well, I
1: one thing, I, first things first, what incredible performances from Von Miller, from Aaron Donald, from uh, um, oh my God, Cooper Cup, thank you,
0: Matt Stafford,
1: Cooper Cup, no, it was Cooper mm-hmm. Cup. I don't know why I just kept thinking of Van Jefferson, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, like literally like what incredible performances by them. Just some all time great performances. OBJ too, you know, those two catches that he had were incredible. One for being for a touchdown. So it was nice to see the stars be used and make differences, make plays, right? Like that's what you want as a, as a mm-hmm. fan of an NFL team, you want your stars to make plays. And the, I mean the Rams outside of Jalen Ramsey, who just got cooked all game long, which I love because J- Jalen Ramsey's got he's so good, but also has such a big ego that it's fun to watch him get hooked. Um it is, Wait, can we
0: pause on that for one second too? Can what was your perspective on the touchdown? Where Higgins clearly I mean, obviously it was obvious it was offensive pass interference. The face but mask? Yeah, but what I told uh the sports journalist on someone's I looked at him and I'm like Jalen was going for the penalty and they weren't calling anything this game. Like until the end of until this the end of the game. game. Yeah, not until the end of the game, and I was like you got to know, read the room, man. It's the Super Bowl. You got to play through it. And if they're going to call it, they're going to call it. But he fell over like he was expecting the call. And well, it was so blatant. And I understand that. But like, you should have still gone up just in case. And nah, he didn't do it.
1: I think any football player and once again, mm-hmm. I've never played football. I can't speak for myself. But I just think about like when you think about like twitch reflex instincts, when you feel your face mask get pulled to that extent, it's not mm-hmm. like a brush up, right? It's pulled. You got to sell it because okay. it's it's one of those things where you're like, this will be something that they're not going to be able to ignore.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they ignored it. I mean, of all the penalties, and I think towards the end, right, the Rams got pretty lucky in terms of penalties in general. Um, mm-hmm. But that one on the Bengals was completely missed. And who knows what would have happened, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, and that was the other thing too. I forgot the stat, but basically like if you take away that 75-yard bomb and look, shout out to our guy T. Higgins, uh, like Oak Ridge stand up. I love my man throughout the Oak Ridge shout out uh, on the broadcast this evening or yesterday evening rather and dude showed out, man. He was, he was a monster and like Jamar Chase gets a lot of, a lot of praise and a lot of shine as he should because the man's a monster, but so was T Higgins. That's just a dynamite one, two. And Tyler Boyd had a bad drop in this game and he's been, just been so sure handed throughout, but, but he was that, great
1: during the game though. Tyler, Boyd. he was, he
0: just ball. had a bad drop. He had a bad third down drop. Um, but it, that killed one of their drives, but, um, I gotta say, I don't know. This, yeah. I don't know, if you, I don't know
1: if you saw this, mm-hmm. um,
0: but the final play of the game, right. When, when, Oh, when uh, Jamar chase is open downfield, the, yeah. the screen. Yeah. It's
1: got it's got to hurt. Like as a 49ers fan, watching Emmanuel Sanders, right? And it was Jalen Ramsey. He cooked him again. Right, overthrown. Like mm-hmm. you, you got to look at that and be like, if the offensive line could have just held better
0: for one second, if they gave him second, one more, yeah.
1: Like Burrow's hitting that. Mm-hmm. It's Jamar Chase. Like Burrow's not going to miss that pass because he's lights out and he's just mm-hmm. you know. And, and that's what's that's what's frustrating, and that's one of those reasons why, like quarterback play. Is like highly scrutinized, and like I, I just think that, like, I, the Super Bowl is one of those things people want to talk about refs, they want to talk about penalties, they want to talk about drops, this and that. If you get to the Super Bowl, a lot of luck was involved on top of your skill, and you have to understand that you're gonna need more luck to get through the game, and you're gonna need you're gonna to have to get like it to win the Super Bowl, you have to do better than the bad calls that'll get missed. You'll have to do better than the mistakes that players make. And you'll have to be lucky on top of being just the good football team that you were, that got you there in the first place. And there's a lot of what ifs that you could have done that could have had the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. but uh, it just shows how hard it is to win. And, and by the way, and I, Stafford I deserves I want credit
0: to, too. We should mention like Stafford was clutch. Stafford, Stafford that last drive was great. That pass he was good, was, man. That was the greatest pass I've ever seen in the Super Bowl.
1: And you know what's funny? That pass was so good that it took 24 hours for people to even understand what happened. Mm-hmm. I, for anyone that doesn't know, um, one of the final plays of the game, they needed to drive the ball to, mm-hmm. keep, to keep running the, the clock. Stafford drops back, uses his eyes to move the safety, and then it goes to throw the ball, and then completely no-look throws the ball mm-hmm. – to Cooper Cup for the first yep. down, one of the most—I mean, probably the most incredible play I've ever seen in a Super Bowl, outside of he like, in, he like he was he was incredible,
0: and like he—he never quit. Like he had some bad ones, like because he had that the bomb deep that was picked off that was just stupid. Um, he had another dumb pick and he he had some dumb stuff but it was like Stafford was he had a all-time great playoff run like Stafford proved a lot and there was like a there was a silly tweet early on in this game of like Jared Goff could do this and it's like if you <laughs> have watched any Rams football or any Matt Stafford football this year and any of the Jared Goff football from that Rams run if you think that those two are uh, equivalent it's just we're not watching the same game. It's just no. intellectually dishonest. Like Jared Goff's not doing any of that. And Stafford makes no look passes look seamless. He ha- he does that a lot. You put, go through the tape and you're like, this is like a thing for him. Like he's just Stafford. I He got his flowers. And yeah. I think it, it's cool. Like it's cool when guys who were in just horrible situations for so long to just be like, hey, that there's more to the narrative than me just being like there's a reason we didn't win a playoff game and it's kind of one of those where it's like this is a reminder that football is a team game and that it's it doesn't even it wasn't even just stafford though and people are like oh you need Stafford, it's like well no you also needed aaron donald you also needed von miller you also needed just leonard floyd you also needed like eric Weddle to come out of retirement and help you down the stretch here. Like he was calling the plays on defense in the Super Bowl. He wasn't playing football anymore for the majority of the season. And it all worked. And like, I I will say that they need to change this role. Did you see that voters have to have the Super Bowl MVP in before the two minute drill or the two minute warning? So absurd. is that not crazy? That doesn't make any sense. It, it it it's silly. It's like Sam Monson. I think a friend of the pod from pro football focus, he like tweeted out. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause nothing of importance happens in the last two minutes right. of any it's football like, game.
1: They're like sitting there. They're like, listen, we need to like make a trophy and all mm-hmm. this
0: blah, blah, blah. Like
1: you can't like just do interviews for like two minutes longer. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was absurd. Uh, Cause Aaron
0: what, Donald was the MVP of this game, right? Like the stop, the back-to-back stop, the third down with oh, P ride where he holds him. It.
1: You could have given the,
0: that's the thing. Vaughn
1: Miller probably, if he wasn't traded midseason, like mm. I think would have gotten this. But it was like he was such a second nature to Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald in the seasons they've had. One thing I want to say though is this for the Rams and them winning the Super Bowl with their all or nothing go, you know, throw a Hail Mary attempt, trading away all their draft picks, that I think works maybe one out of one out of ten times. I it, they teams have tried that before. And it never works. So congratulations to the Rams because that is, it's something that doesn't normally work and it worked.
0: But it's also just cool. I don't want every team to do what baseball does now, where it's like either you have the Yankees of the world and the Dodgers who just spend more money than everybody else and can buy championships then everybody else just does the full six year teardown, and you're asked to invest and trust the process and um, just watch a lot of, bad baseball with the idea that all these prospects are coming and the draft picks are coming and that it's all going to work out. Um, that's boring and that's not something I want, uh, to happen in the NFL. And I think it's good that we have teams that are building different ways. The Falcons are building differently. The saints have built differently. Um, I don't know. I just, I like that teams have gone about this. There's a lot of teams building different ways. Like you said, the Rams way is probably the most volatile and probably the, uh, least likely to work. But I also don't think teams go full measure to the extent that the Rams have of just no picks. Like we're just draft picks are not a thing in Los Angeles. Like they they uh, went the they took it all the way. They took it to the extreme. So the the previous failures of this never took it to this extent where they were like, no 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 I'm less need and I don't need your draft picks. No one's ever done this to this extent. And I think Maybe that's the key is like it, you have to stomach a lot of like, man, this is risky. We're not going to have any picks over like uh, X amount of years. And it's like, okay, but that's kind of how you got to do it. If you really want to go this strategy, you can't tip your toes in a little bit. You got to, you got to really go for it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, how do you see this going? We'll we'll end on this. Um, I uh, something else I want to mention is Raheem Morris deserves a head coaching job. He did a great job filling in for Brandon Staley, and people were wondering if there was going to be a drop off for this Rams defense because Staley was the he was the wonder kid, and the Chargers got him young, and he went across, and they were like, "Oh man, was that a big loss for McVay?" And Morris has been with Atlanta for a long time. He was the interim last year for us. Um, been an assistant good. head coach for a long time, and I don't know, man uh he should probably be coaching somewhere and i don't know it was one of those where it's like kevin o'connell got the job in minnesota and he he might be fine we'll see but raheem morris man i i don't know i think uh he'll be that's good how, somewhere
1: that's how the rams are going to get their draft picks back
0: <laughs> oh yeah two
1: third draft picks
0: yeah um well what do you let's end on this who is more likely to get back to the super bowl next year the bengals or the rams
1: Oh, the Bengals.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: The Bengals. I mean, the, Whitworth is a very huge piece to them. He's gone. Mm-hmm. The OBJ was integral to their Super Bowl run. He's out. Right. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of things like I think Vaughn Miller stays, but who knows? Um but yeah it's it's hard to ever get back to the Super Bowl period but you have to look at who has the better setup. And the Bengals have literally every single person on offense coming back. Plus they have cap space, plus they have draft picks. Like I'm hmm. calling it right now. 49ers are going to be in the NFC Super Bowl unless like Trey Lance is just like the biggest bust of all time. All he has to do is play better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Shouldn't be hard.
0: Um <laughs> He just has to get back to the NFC title gaming uh, and back-to-back season. That's good.
1: Oh, but you know, literally that's it. But for the, I I I think this is going to be very exciting Mm -hmm. for uh, me and you, because Mm -hmm. I think the AFC, the Super Bowl contenders next year are going to be the chargers or the Bengals. AFC title game, Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. Me and you, I'm flying out to wherever your old ass is to watch that game with you.
0: I'm down. Oh, yeah. If we get an AFC title game of Chargers. You Nashville? I could do Nashville. Uh, Nashville's not far. It's only a couple hours. I no. can do Nashville. I can do Nashville. I might not survive a Nashville trip with you, but we'll no, see.
1: You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> we'll schedule you for like two days and then I'll actually be there for
0: four. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That might be. Um, I don't know. I mean, the bills are not going anywhere. I don't think anytime soon. I mean, you can't roll out Josh Allen. You can't roll out Mahomes. I'm uh, not ruling
1: out Mahomes, but I do think a lot of that magic from their Super Bowl win is mm-hmm. gone.
0: I don't think I that they're ever see- gonna be
1: out of contention, but yeah. It's a lot of that magic's gone. And you're right, the Bills, I will not discount the Bills. The Bills were my Super Bowl pick this year. I would count
0: the 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 uh the Titans out. Like the Tan Hill stuff's not happening. Oh, he, He's not beating Joe Burrow or no, it's not the AFC uh, is like a
1: clear, clear you need an elite quarterback if you're if you're gonna contend division. Mm-hmm. The NFC to me isn't that, but the AFC is. It's a powerhouse of quarterbacks. And I will say this, the Bengals and the, the Chargers obviously is a fun story for you and I, but I do think mm-hmm. right. the, the Bills, they're all 1A, 1B, 1C.
0: It's going to be fun, though. It is going to be fun. Um, Evan, do you know what I'm going to ask you?
1: You know, it is the day of love. It is, it mm-hmm. is Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. St. Valentine's. It is, it, is, it is a loving day. It's about mm-hmm. the people closest to you that you want to spend the rest of your life with. It's just the people that you just love. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the great way to show your love um, mm-hmm. is to go to wherever you watch or mm-hmm. listen to podcasts and give a five-star review. And this, you know what, today, because mm-hmm. it's all about love, and we're going to go the extra mile, show mm-hmm. the podcast. Send it to your friends. Send it. Be like, hey, I know this great podcast, sports podcast. Mm-hmm. You should. You got to check it out. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who's really knowledgeable, Chase, and he's got this weird dude, Evan, who I think is like color commentary. Maybe he's just kind of like supposed to be like a joke
0: clown. We are kind of but... like the. This really is like a play-by-play color commentator type deal. It really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, and that's how you. That's if how you told people you played college football, if you told someone you were like fcs a, like montana state linebacker yeah. safety people would
1: no no no! i was a quarterback for ball state mm-hmm. so you know like morehead <laughs> university
0: yeah morehead state shout out to kentucky there i had a couple people from my high school went there no. um morehead state i have not heard that name in a long time i'm surprised you knew morehead state i didn't think it was that big of a school my
1: buddy <laughs> growing up when we were in middle school had a, yeah. a hat that said morehead morehead Oh, okay. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yep. It was nothing about like academia or, or right. it was just literally a hat This said more head. Wow. Um, so on that note, so <laughs> it is Valentine's day.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's great. Evan Swartz. Um, you have yourself a great rest of your night, my friend. Um, always great. I can't believe another season is in the books. We have an off season ahead of us but the nfl there is no real offseason coaching changes roster changes team reviews there's all kinds of stuff for us to hit um, the throughout the offseason
1: two months away
0: that's true nfl draft two um months away. it's in las vegas i'll be there okay i didn't know it was in vegas all right coming at you there last. you go all right mr swords thank you as always talk to you next week all right, that'll do it for today's edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. Thank you again to Mr. Evan Swords. Go ahead and give him a follow at burner underscore swords. If you have not already done so, keep up with the good folks at 49 ershubcom Um If you like listening to Evan and I talk NFL on this feed at this time, every single week please do make sure you tell a friend you subscribe uh, to this very podcast and you leave us a five-star rating and our view. Tell us why you like the show, uh, the NFL conversation with Evan and myself, uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Make sure to go subscribe to the YouTube page, Chase Thomas podcast on YouTube, like subscribe, check out all the videos. That would be great. Uh, Make sure to follow me on Twitter at chase Double underscore Thomas, like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. Visit the website, chasethomaspodcast.com. And then, of course, I'm the Sports Renaissance Man. So go check out the Sports Renaissance Man. Type in your email. That's simple. Sports Renaissance Man. And, of course, email me with any NFL stuff, any NFL things or life stuff for Evan and myself, chasetomuspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, that will do it for today's edition of the podcast. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Thanks, guys.